Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Becky. Um, so for this title, this time, it was kind of a, hey, I read this book, I really liked this book, one of you people are going to read this book, and we're going to talk about this book. <laughs> Accurate. And you were like, I will do it. You will take one for the team and you will do it. But you ended up liking this book. I really liked it. Yeah. So I was definitely happy. I decided to say, hey, I guess I have time. I'll read it. Yeah. Um, this is actually, she's a fairly new author. I think she only has three or four books out. Yeah, that sounds right. So she's only been publishing um, for the last year. Anyway, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we were we are reviewing My Darling Neighbor by Swati M.H. It is book three in her Feel the Beat series, which her series name does not work <laughs> for this book. The previous two books. So book one in the series is about, it's a second chance romance between... Um, a, a record like a club owner and a house dj who has made it famous and she's coming back to the san mm -hmm. francisco area and then book two is his partner and um like he's like a promotions guy for clubs and everything like that mm -hmm. and book three the heroine in book three is book two's best friend so that's the connection but the feel the beat i'm like I don't know that that fits this book. <laughs> I mean, same world, same world. Um, but it absolutely stands on its own. I know you like to read in order, but um, I am slowly converting everybody to. I don't know that I'm converted, but when I'm in a time crunch, I no longer <laughs> like stay up until all hours trying to read all the books in order. <laughs> you have a little child. It is impossible to do that anymore. Oh yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Um, okay, so read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Okay. I'm pregnant with my neighbor's baby, but here's the kicker. We can't stand each other. It all started when my bathroom sprang a leak and I booked short-term lodging in his vacant apartment. Turns out it wasn't available or vacant. One big misunderstanding later, and he's practically throwing me out like yesterday's trash. He might think his half-ass apology, devilish smirk, and alluring hazel eyes will get him back in my good graces, but he'd be sorely mistaken, because I, Sita Stewart, am allured by no man, not even if he comes in the sexiest, most deliciously infuriating six-foot-two package with a checkered bow tie. But when the tension between us threatens to cause a Category 5 hurricane, I decide to put it to bed once and for all. Literally, figuratively, metaphorically, you get the picture. And when the storm finally settles, I'm left with a case of morning sickness and a craving for more. More of him. Because underneath all the layers of grouchiness is a broken man I fear I'm falling for. A man who says he wants me and our little bean sprout too. But right when Mr. P. Cook gives me a glimpse of the life I've always wanted, his past comes tearing in like a tornado, ready to cause devastation. The question is, can we survive it? So the release date on this is May 26th of 2022. Um, tropes, close proximity, their neighbors, enemies to lovers, um, 
surprise pregnancy, opposites attract, and they actually kind of have a meet cute because they know each other just because they're neighbors, but they don't mm-hmm. know each other. But their meet cute was pretty epic. Yeah, agreed. Um, the series is Feel the Beat, and this is a series of standalones. Um, put out percentage was 33%. I am going to say that please check content trigger warnings on this book. It does deal with grief, loss of spouse and parent, um, loss of pregnancy, and the heroine does have um, OCD. So um, if any of those are triggers for you, this might not be the title for you. Um, So let's talk about Sita. Um, She, so first of all, the author, Swati M.H., is of uh, Indian descent herself, and Sita is a, um, off, a an Indian woman. I liked how she was described in her body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very much a northern Indian description. She uh, had the darker skin and was tall, but uh, rounder hips and broader shoulders and was an adoptee. Yeah. So this is, you know, she is a character, um, a BIPOC character. There's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Gosh. Yes. Yes. And I, I like the descriptors too. Sometimes I guess it's like authors can be over descriptive, especially if they're writing a character that's maybe it's not like an own voices type of book yeah so i like that i clearly could picture her but it wasn't like over and over and over it it wasn't and i recently realized that sometimes authors to describe skin color will use food yes and i've started to not really care for those as descriptors um why, you know, and I know that I'm not the only one either. There are other Agreed. especially reviewers of color that are like, I'm tired of my skin being, you know, mocha. I Chocolate. have peaches and cream skin. No, I don't. I do not look like a peach. Right. I mean, I am a peach, but I do not look like a peach. Um, so I liked that her description was more about like the smoothness of her skin and the colors were just, you know, her dark native yeah. Or Indian skin. So I did. I liked that the way that she was described. Let's talk about her personality a little bit because she does suffer from OCD, but Sita is intense. Very intense. <laughs> she also has a thing for weird food combinations. That reminded me of my mom. I was like, my mom eats the weirdest food combinations where you're like, I don't know that I would do that, but okay. That's a choice. um but she was also incredibly fierce strong and intelligent she was also really confident Mm -hmm. except when it came to guys but like in her day-to-day life she was incredibly confident yes and i love a confident heroine like i understand that like maybe not being confident with you know members of the opposite sex but i like when they have at least some level of confidence in themselves to where they, they could get there. Yeah. She also was f- pretty funny. 
Yeah, I was surprised at the amount of times I like chuckled. It was just really, she was really quirky and she did have a little bit of a flair for the dramatics. Like when she's peeking out her window and watching Peacock before she knows him and she's making up the story in her head about who he is and the things about him. I'm like, okay, sister's a little stalker. I love that because that's like one of my favorite things to do when people watching is like making up their story. That's so fun. It's always pretty like not elaborate. Yeah. Um, But I just, I really thought that was fun. Um, She also had a lot of complexities to her. She wasn't just a good time girl. Um, She actually, you know, obviously she's dealing with her own OCD, but her story of adoption and her story of her parents, that was a really powerful piece in this book. Yes, definitely. And I haven't read a lot of books where one of the main characters is adopted. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like I've read a decent amount of books where they, like, grow up in foster care or something of the like. But not really any with adoption. And not with international adoption at all. No, I can't think of one. Not, no. Um, and she talks about some, like, her parents were um her mother was an artist and her father was um worked for university was a professor and traveled and was on sabbatical and would take the family Mm -hmm. with him for his summer uh tours and stuff like that and research and she talks about how whatever wherever they were they would immerse themselves into that culture so she did learn of her Indian culture, but also Scottish culture. Cause there's a moment where she's making, um, some oat meal that's Scottish from a summer that they lived in Scotland and the neighbor, some chicken, some oatmeal chicken Mm -hmm. or something. Um, and I just really found that really interesting. And it almost makes me want to ask, uh, Swati to be like, Hey, is this your story? Yeah, I know. Just was it was so, so like, there, it was so unique and like specific. Well, and it felt personal too. Like I yeah. feel like at the end of the day, I know Sita. I know who she is. She is caring for her mother. Her parents were elderly when she was adopted. Her mother has on to- uh, early onset Alzheimer's and is going down mm-hmm. very quickly. And she's coping with that stress of, you know, mom, it's time you know, to go somewhere that's more secure. And it's just, there was so much in this book that was just really big feels and hits really hard. I came out of nowhere. I caught it though. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so let's, well, let's talk about Penn because there's another piece between Sita yeah. and Penn that I really, really want to talk about. But let's talk about Penn. First of all, he is hot super hot and he owns a bar and boy like the the characters i think that's another piece of this book that was so profound for me the characters in this book were so unique Mm -hmm. they like the side characters had backstories and i want their backstory like he has a bartender who is an amputee yeah and he's like throwing bottles one armed up in the air and i'm like 
uh, can we have his story? Please. So they're just like, this whole experience of reading this book was really just immersive. And, yes, but- I agree. I felt like I knew more than just the main characters almost. Yeah. Well, in Penn, first of all, like I said, he is hot. He is swoony. He owns a bar. He also is a um, singer and guitar player. And he does this really swoony thing for Sita. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you guys, guys. And then one of the things that I thought like really captured my heart for him was one of her OCD copings is to count and she needs evens. Everything has to be done in evens. She wants two glasses of water two things of this in front of her for things and pen just accepts it Mm -hmm. he doesn't question it he doesn't judge it he just made sure she had two drinks and you know two napkins yes i love that he didn't try to change it or act like he could like fix her or something like that i feel like I hate when people do that. Yeah, he didn't. And he didn't try to psychoanalyze her. He didn't try to be like, you need better coping mechanisms. He just was like, okay, you're going to have two glasses at the table and that's okay. Two, mm-hmm. two champagne flutes. Um, and I just really loved that. Yeah, I did too. Like, it, that's like an, like such a small, like maybe unnoticeable thing that just made me swoon right yeah like because it's a small thing that really is kind of a big thing it kind of is because we all have little ticks and moments and when you're with the person you're supposed to be with and you are you know working toward your hea you want them to love you for who you are and to Mm -hmm. they might not love the ticks but they they don't try to change you they're not like you know hey you have to part your hair on the right side and not the left side. Um, they just accept that you are always going to part your hair on the right side. And I just felt like in this book, Pen got it. He got it. Mm-hmm. And the way that Swati writes him is he just embraces everything about her and doesn't try yeah. to make her someone she's not. Yep. And I love that. Yeah, it was so, it was really swoony. Um, but Penn is also a f- bit of a flawed character. Super grumpy, too. So freaking grumpy. But he has a reason to be grumpy. He does. He does have a reason to be grumpy. And I don't want to spoil that for anybody, but man, grief is just, it's been mm-hmm. his partner for a really long time. Yep. Like eight yep. years. Like- yeah, a long time. And, you know, at the beginning of the book, we learn very quickly that his dad has passed. And he was supposed to be out of town visiting his family on the East Coast. This book takes place in San Francisco. And that's why yep. his apartment was up for, like, a vacancy, a rental, like a right weekend yeah. rental. And that's how Sita rents it, is it's up on, like, the weekend lease type website. Yep. 
and because he's supposed to be gone, but he actually had to go back east earlier because his father lost, um, had a heart. He lost his father. His father had a heart attack and died. Um, and Penn's family yeah. on the East Coast owns a brewery, a very successful brewery. And that does play a part in into it because he takes Sita back to the East Coast for a visit. And that's when things happen mm-hmm. that I cannot tell you about. Because I do not Things want to spoil happened. it. Yeah. But they happen. Okay. <clears throat> and not that we're not going to spoil it, but did you hate that part? You know I hated that part. You hated it? But it was like, no, like it didn't. Okay. I should say. Did you I hate hated how him? it made me feel. Okay. It hated. Yeah. Like I wasn't questioning the author's decision or anything like that. But I was like, I'm going to throw my freaking Kindle. Like, what the heck is happening here? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch briefly because one of my least favorite tropes is enemies to lovers. I don't like the whole hate banging and all of that kind of stuff. But this was a different spin on enemies to lovers. Yes. Yeah. And... And it wasn't so much like they were like super, super mean. No. To where, right? Like, cause that's where I'm like, when it verges on like bully, I can't do it because I'm a grudge holder. So, yeah. Like, could literally never. <laughs> but this was not a situation where they had a past history. It was a mm-hmm. one, well, really kind of two moments where people didn't yeah. really think before they talked and it created some animosity between them. So it because there wasn't this deep seated history of anger or hatred towards each other, mm-hmm. it really worked and it made me like that it was an enemies to lovers. Yep, agreed. Because it added a little bit of like that next level angst without being over the top angst. Right, exactly. Yeah, it their relationship had the right amount of angst for yeah. me and like we're not going to spoil anything but there was like some external stuff that was like angsty it was but it didn't really stumble their relationship no no it didn't and i really liked that i liked that Sita stayed i mean she didn't stay in that moment but like she yeah she didn't just give up she right. knew that it was more yeah. um okay because i can't we, we just we can't, can't tell you what that. this is you guys um there also was a lot of unexpected emotion in this story and an authenticity to their experiences such as grief and ocd and mm-hmm. just loss and all of that and i really loved it I did too and I like have a hard time still like reading when parents die right like especially like of a heart attack like that's how my dad died so but I thought it was like well done like like it didn't overtake the story no it no it didn't and it was just like yeah it was it was well done like it felt authentic and but it, it also, also like wasn't focused on like that wasn't the whole story. No. Well, and it as was an adult on the appropriate amount. 
And as adults that have lost our fathers, it also kind of helped validate some of our own experiences that we have. Because, you know, Sita had lost her father in high school. um, And Mm -hmm. Penn at this moment is just coming to terms with the fact that his father had died at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Um, So I think that for like, for me, you know, I'm several years out from that loss, Mm -hmm. but it just gave me a moment, a pause that said, yeah, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to Mm -hmm. still miss them. Um, And there is no timeline for grief. And we kind of feel that a little bit in this book. Yeah. Completely agree. Okay. So, because we can't spoil this part that I really want to talk to everybody about, but if you guys read this, please message me when you get to the part that we didn't spoil so that we can tell you all about it (laughs) and our thoughts and Rachel. (laughs) Um, Okay. Did you like this book? I did like this book a lot. Yeah. I want to go back and read the first two. Yeah. Uh, Same. Uh, I really liked this book. I just really... Really, really liked this book. I'm a big fan now of this author. I have read book one in the series, and it was very, very good. Um, so highly, highly recommend this book and this author. Um, who do you think would typically like this book? Um, I think if you like Surprise Pregnancy, you'll like this book. Like, I know a lot of people like that. If you like, um, like, kind of forced proximity type stuff and, like, adults acting like adults... Yeah, there is a maturity to this book for sure. Yeah, yeah. I also think if you like, if you are kind of on that edge of liking rom-com and wanting to take the next step towards an angstier read that isn't just fluff. Yeah. This is a great next step. It's really straight contemporary. There's a little bit of angst, but it's not so much that it overpowers the story. Right, yeah. I agree with that. Like it's, I would never call this like an angsty book. No, but but it does dabble a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think that it's actually really on par with even like Devney Perry, um, her books that she writes as Willa Nash. Um, I feel like the writing quality and the storytelling is very similar to those. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Okay. Would you recommend this book? I would recommend this book for sure. And it's in KU. Right. It is in KU and I too would recommend this book. And actually the author will be a part of some, or will be a part of read a book day on Yay, September awesome. 5th. So we will get a chance to interview her for that live stream and ask her all the questions we're dying to ask her. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, uh, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. I appreciate you. Thanks Becky. Um, Until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.